Thank you for listening to this audio recording from the pastoral team at Church of the Redeemer, an Anglican church in Greensboro, North Carolina. If you'd like to know more about Church of the Redeemer, its ministry, or its mission, then visit us online at RedeemerGSO.org. She was suffering from a severe vitamin deficiency. Since for the last couple of years, she had been living off of a diet which consisted almost entirely of chicken nuggets. A diet I think our eight-year-old selves would have dreamt of, am I right? But being that we're a bit older now, we can guess that this diet was lacking many of the essential vitamins she needed to thrive. And so after being diagnosed with severe anemia, fattened veins in her tongue, and excessive sodium levels, which may yet cause a number of issues for her down the road. In order to get her back to a healthy state, she was forced to undergo an emergency vitamin rehabilitation and restoration. So how does the story of a girl suffering from too many chicken nuggets relate to this guy named Apollos, who was described as an eloquent man competent in the scriptures? Although we have more access to the scriptures and resources to help understand and share them than ever before, we, like this teenage girl, are in many ways lacking the deep nourishment and vitamins that our souls so sorely need. Apollos lived in a day when the scriptures weren't even something you could easily possess at your home. Your average person did not own a Bible. It would take over another one and a half millennia for Bibles to be printed in large quantity and owned by your average person. And yet, I would venture to say that your average Christian before the printing press, who most likely could not read, knew the the stories of the Bible better than most of us today. That is, of course, unless you grew up on Veggie Tales. (laughs) If I look at my bookshelf at home, I have so many Bibles, it's crazy. I even have a family Bible my German ancestors brought with them, which was printed in 1750. However, not only is it super easy to own a number of Bibles in various versions, I can now even download hundreds of apps to read the Bible. My wife and I often like to listen to a Bible app where you can even have the text be read to you. They just added to their voice repertoire, so now I can be serenaded with the lovely voice of Kristen Getty and her delightful Irish accent. A few years back, while I was studying in Marburg, Germany, I would grab lunch with my classmates after class at the university cafeteria before getting back on the train to head back to Frankfurt, where Abby and I lived. Most days, I would spend time chatting with a new friend from Tajikistan, a place I had never even heard of before meeting him. Tajikistan is a country north of Afghanistan where Christianity is practically non-existent. There are some Russian Christians who live there, but because of laws in place, to prevent religious extremism, they are basically banned from sharing anything about the faith. Talking about religion in public is not welcome. In getting to know my friend, I discovered something. For most Americans, talking about religion is often awkward, private, and rare. But for many people from across the world, including Muslims like my friend, sharing about your religion is a normal thing. Religion is not private, but is something to be shared with those you are close to. He was incredibly open and asked tons of questions about my Christian faith. As I got to know him more and more and share with him about my faith in Jesus, 
He was open to hearing more about why I believed the way that I did, and he was open to reading the scriptures with me. I ended up purchasing a Bible for him in his native language, Tajik, which is basically another form of the Persian which is spoken in Iran, but using Russian letters instead of Arabic ones. There were almost no Bibles available in the Tajik language. The one I could find for him ended up costing $200. And yet I was surprised one day when, when I was chatting with him, he got out his phone and in a matter of seconds pulled up the Gospel of John in his language. Unfortunately, in my time getting to know him, I was unable to convince him that Jesus Christ is his Savior too. But sharing the scriptures with him over the lunch table showed me a few things. The beauty of our access to the scriptures like never before in history. And if I'm truly convinced that Jesus is the Lord, the Savior of the world, the need to reasonably share this with those around me. Like Apollos, we are called to be competent in the scriptures in which Jesus has been revealed to us as the answer to our soul's deepest longings. We have never had more access to the scriptures than today. And yet, I think that Western Christianity is often struggling with something akin to a spiritual chicken nugget addiction. (laughs) We are living off of a nourishment which is robbing our souls of the essential vitamins that we need. The narratives we ingest on a daily basis are a far cry from the spiritual nourishment that God wishes for us and has provided for us in his word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. As we look back to our text in Acts 18, it says, When Apollos arrived, he greatly helped those who through grace had believed, for he powerfully refuted the Jews in public, showing by the scriptures that the Christ was Jesus. Somewhere along the way, Apollos, a Jew from Alexandria, became convinced based in the Old Testament and the gospel narratives which were being shared by the church about Jesus, which had not yet been written down, that Jesus was the Lord, the Messiah, the Savior of the whole world. And in that, he came to realize that if he believes this, this is not just a private conviction of deep encouragement to his own soul. This is a conviction which applies to those around him. And so Apollos comes to see himself as one sent out to share the good news that Jesus is the Christ, the Savior of the whole world, the answer to our deepest longings. And an essential part of this conviction, as well as the source of strength for his work in sharing his faith, is his foundation of the Holy Scriptures, the Word of God, which nourishes his soul and gives fervor to his spirit. As a church, we are currently walking through a major section of the book of Acts, and how it reveals to us that we are sent out, people who are invited to and tasked with a mission to participate in the mission of God. God is doing something through the church to share with us, to share to the world a beautiful story that although we continue to place all of our hope and faith in created things and neglect our design to live in a strong relationship with our creator, our maker is working hard in history through real people in real places to chase us down, to show us his love, to restore our relationship with himself, with him, with myself, and with others, and to save us from our great enemy, Satan, our great bondage, sin, and our dreaded curse, death. Like Apollos, we are sent out to be competent in the scriptures and fervent in the spirit in order to share the good news that what was promised in the Old Testament and fulfilled in the New has come to pass. Jesus is what our souls have been longing for. 
And through the Holy Spirit, our God gave us the means to continue preaching this message 2,000 years later, the scriptures, the word of God. This book contains the faithful and true revelation of what God the Father has done through his Son, Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And it shows us how God, through the Holy Spirit, is equipping his church to share this message. A few weeks ago, Deacon Ashley preached from Acts 17, a similar message about the Word of God. She shared with us how when Paul and Silas preached in the synagogue, they showed the Jewish people of Berea that Jesus was the Christ from the Old Testament who responded to this preaching with an eagerness to examine the scriptures daily. Ashley called for us to have a similar passion for reading and examining the scriptures. She described this kind of reading as not a cursory reading of the Bible, it's deep engagement with the scriptures. She called us to be a community of people who engage regularly with the scriptures and showed us how this engagement is both a way to be built up as a church and strengthened in our faith, as well as a way to protect us from legalism and other extra-biblical things that threaten to constantly creep up on us if we don't read our scriptures and stick to what is in them. We encounter a similar message today in the life and ministry of Apollos. Like Apollos, we need to be instructed and become competent in the scriptures. This means reading and engaging with the scriptures regularly. However, we are called not only to read our scriptures on a regular basis, not only to examine and engage with them, we are called to know them, to be competent in them. And yet, although we have more access to, the, to resources than ever before, I think that for many of us, the Bible is an incredibly challenging thing. So many other things are vying for my attention. And honestly, this book can be a bit confusing sometimes. It is full of stories from cultures very different than our own, full of narratives from a time far away that sometimes don't make any sense to me. And so most of us resort to one of a few things. One option is that I stick with those easier passages that make sense to me. I don't waste my time on the stuff that's confusing. Another option is that I avoid this book altogether and try to find my spiritual nourishment somewhere else. For many of us, the idea that we would truly take time to study this book, ask our questions, try and make sense of those confusing things, work hard to engage with this book, sounds either like a great idea if I had more time or not really worth my time at all. However, if we truly believe as a church that God gave us this book for a reason, that it is a means of grace which is meant by God to change us, to grow us, to give us life, why wouldn't we make this a top priority? Why wouldn't we readjust our lives and our vision of what we want to accomplish with our time in order to truly take advantage of God's gifts for us? At Redeemer, we are convinced that every Christian who calls this church home should know their Bible. You may not have the gift to speak like Apollos in the public square, but believe it or not, the Holy Spirit has given this revelation for you to know and to cherish, whether that's your gift or not. Because whatever context it is in, you like Apollos are called to speak and teach accurately the things concerning Jesus. This is why at Redeemer, catechesis is so important to us. If you haven't heard this word yet, it is a word from the Greek of the New Testament which simply means instruction. And we find this in our passage today. If you look at Acts chapter 18, verses 24 through 25, it says, 
He was an eloquent, eloquent man, competent in the scriptures. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord. There is that word, catechesis. If you're ever wondering why Redeemer loves this word, there you go. Apollos had been catechized. Apollos did not just one day figure out all of the scriptures on his own. He was part of a community in Ephesus. And in this community, he had been instructed in the way of the Lord. This instruction enabled him to be competent in the scriptures and to share the, the scriptures with those around him. This is our model and example for why we value this kind of catechesis at Redeemer. This is why, in order to become a member of this church, we have a robust catechumenate process. Not because we want to brainwash you. Not because we have something super unique to share that no other church can give you. We are simply sharing the 2,000-year-old message of Jesus as has been passed down through the scriptures and through the creeds of the church. But because we know, even though we have more access to the scriptures than ever before, your average Christian barely knows anything about them. For this reason, we take it seriously that we need to become competent in the scriptures together. And I think this is a beautiful thing. While I'm convinced that every Christian should be encouraged to study the word on their own, historically the scriptures were really a thing that Christians studied together. Studying scripture for the church has always really been a communal thing. And that makes sense because when you're sitting at home reading something that puzzles you, I do believe with the help of the Holy Spirit and with good trustworthy resources you can make sense of it. However, when you're in a room full of other Christians studying the word of God together, you benefit from the insight of others, other believers. When scripture is something we study as a church, we benefit from the teaching of ordained ministers authorized by the church to teach the word of God. And when we don't just value our own 21st century perspectives, but we study the creeds and the way the church has been reading these scriptures for 2,000 years, we benefit from what the Holy Spirit has been doing long before I was around. Like Apollos, we need to be fervent in the spirit. As we've already discussed, the vitamins for our soul we desperately need are found in the word of the Lord. Without the scriptures, we will be hungry. Without the message of Jesus passed down to us, we will collapse. We will find ourselves suffering from a spiritual anemia where we do not get the nutrients we need. In order to be fervent in the spirit, we don't just need a little bit of scriptures alongside our normal diet. Like the girl who collapsed from her chicken nugget diet, we are in need of an emergency vitamin regimen. Like an IV, we need a heavy dose of the Word of God. Meanwhile, a thousand things are fighting for our attention. In an average day, we will be bombarded with so much input from so many directions. At the end of the day, you might be thinking, I just can't handle any more info. We have to fight to get the nutrients that our souls need. We have to fight to get the food for our spirit. And believe it or not, we may have to say no to other things. Instead of being overwhelmed by the things which are vying for our attention, we can be more radical and specific about the kind of things we want to define us in our calendars. Some things might be easy to get rid of, but sometimes there are even really good things which we have to say no to. If we are fervent in the spirit, founded upon the word of God, we will find that the Holy Spirit does not leave us alone to do the work of sharing the message of Christ by ourselves. If we are fervent in spirit, our God will be living and active to work through us to do what he is calling us to do. Like Apollos, we are called to be a part 
of a community of the word. Being competent in the scriptures and fervent in the spirit is not a solitary thing. Though at times we may retreat to solitude to be with the Lord, our competency in the word and fervency in the spirit will be found in participating in the life of Christ church. Apollos was a gifted man, but not without the community of the word. He may have been great, but he had to be instructed like everyone else. He may have been gifted, but even he could be corrected by a beloved sister and her husband. To fulfill our calling as sent ones and share the message of Jesus, we need each other. We need catechesis to happen in our community. When I was going to seminary in Germany, I had a friend who was famous in our class. All you had to do was read a few words from a passage, and he knew exactly where it was. Even most, the most obscure passages. He would, when we would take our Greek tests, we would all talk about how unfair it was. Because while his Greek was okay, all he had to do was figure out which passage it was, and since he pretty much knew it by heart, he would be able to ace the test without any effort. Although he had to be careful, because if the professor saw that he was quoting a certain translation, he might cut off some points. However, it could also be frustrating to debate with him. The simple fact was he knew his Bible so well, he could quote things constantly, and he made you feel kind of stupid. This did not necessarily always make him right. Over the years, he has also changed opinions, come up with new conclusions about what he used to think about certain passages or topics of the Christian faith. But it was always challenging to talk to him without prepping first. You felt like before you went into that conversation, you had to go study a little bit. I do not want our church to be a place where we use the Bible to beat each other up. I do not want to be a place where whoever knows the most passages by heart automatically wins the argument. And I do not want to be a place where your knowledge puffs you up. But I do want to be a community where people who truly love the Lord and want to follow him know, study, and share the word of God. The church of God needs to be a humbling thing. There may be gifted people like Apollos who inspire, teach, and lead us. But even people like me who have studied the word of God and live out a calling to preach and teach it to others cannot do it without you. If we resign to letting a few people be experts, we will lose the fervency of the word of God in our communities. Martin Luther, the German theologian who kicked off the Protestant Reformation of 1517, once described this truth in his open letter to the Christian nobility. Therefore, just as those who are now called spiritual, priests, bishops, or popes, are neither different from other Christians nor superior to them, except that they have been charged with the administration of the word of God in the sacraments, which is their work and office. A cobbler, a smith, a farmer, each has the work and office of his trade. And yet they are all alike consecrated priests and bishops. Every one by means of his own work or office must benefit and serve every other. That in this way, many kinds of work may be done for the bodily and spiritual welfare of the community, even as all the members of the body serve one another. Whether you are a priest or a bishop set apart for the ministry of word and sacrament by the church, or you are a cobbler, a smith, a farmer, a parent, a teacher, a student, an accountant, 
construction worker, or whatever else. Let us be a community where everyone takes the word of God seriously, where we engage with one another, not just on good and normal things like parenting, sports, politics, or any other everyday topic, but where we as a community take seriously the word of God and what it means for our lives and the lives of those around us. Whether you read your Bible on a regular basis, whether you struggle to open it because of your schedule, or because you find it confusing, let us fight hard for the nutrients we need. Let us work hard to know this book, not because you must in order to be a good Christian, but because God gave his word to us as a gift to be able to truly know who he is and share it with others. We live in a time where there are more resources available for studying the word of God than ever before. If you want to become competent in the scriptures, it's just a matter of using the resources which are available to you. And that includes this community. Do you have questions? Are there things that don't make sense to you? We are a community where questions are not only welcome, but encouraged and desired. I think sometimes it's easy to feel like my questions aren't welcome because then I'm going to cause problems for other people. That's not how it is for us. These questions are encouraged and desired. We have a lot of clergy who can help you with this. Please reach out to me or any one of the other ministers of this church with your questions, wherever you are in your journey with God. And as we work to expand our growth series in the future, small groups where we come together to study certain topics, we hope to see this be a place where our church can be strengthened in our knowledge of the scriptures and the Christian faith. And so today, as we send you out to do the work that God is calling you to do, what do you feel that God is calling you to do today? I can think of a few options. First, maybe you are already like Apollos and you are competent in the scriptures. As we learn from our text today, Apollos shared what he knew about Jesus with others. This discovery of what the scriptures had taught from the beginning to end, that Jesus is the foretold and fulfilled hope we've all been waiting for. This is something to be shared. How can you share this with those around you? If I am truly convinced that Jesus is the Savior of the world, then I need to reasonably share this with those around me. Second, last week Pastor Dan talked about Priscilla and her husband Aquila, or Aquila, I never know how to pronounce that. Apollos did not become competent in the scriptures on his own. And even once he had learned them, he was able to be corrected. There are those in this community who, like Priscilla and Aquila, are called to share their knowledge of the scriptures and the Christian faith in mentoring others in our community. As Dan said last week, our older members can be a great gift to our younger members. Maybe God is calling you to be a mentor for others. Be on the lookout for those in this community who you can pour into. Mentoring can either be a thing where someone more mature and experienced shares a wisdom with someone younger or less experienced. However, there's also a place for something like mutual mentoring. Something we are working on developing at Redeemer is something we call triads. These are small groups of about three people where you can truly go deep with one another in the word, in prayer, and share life together. This is a place where we can be like Priscilla and Aquila to one another. Let me know if this is something you're interested in, and I would love to help you get connected. We're still developing it, but we're hoping that this will be a really awesome gift for our community. 
If you have a specific competency related to teaching the scriptures of the Christian faith, maybe this is a gift that God is calling you to share with our community. As we develop our growth series at Redeemer, come talk to me if you have any ideas about something you feel like you would be able to share with others in our church. It's actually often in teaching to others that we learn the most. Maybe you are full of questions. Are you struggling with the word of God? Do you have things that don't make sense to you? Does this book continue to puzzle you more than give you life? That is okay. We want to be a community where you can get the resources you need. We have a number of options for getting to know the word of God. If you're exploring the more basic elements of the Christian faith and what it is, maybe Alpha could be a great resource to you. We regularly have Alpha courses offered, which are fundamental courses meant for those who are exploring the Christian faith, where you have room to ask your questions without judgment. If you're a Christian who's new to our church, we have a membership onboarding process that we call the Catechumenate. It is meant to be a place where we don't take the Bible and the Christian faith for granted. We really look at what the church believes, why we believe it, and what it means for us. We explore not just the easy passages, but we really take a look at the whole Bible from beginning to end and how all of it is about Jesus Christ. And as, as I said before, as we continue to develop our growth series, please take advantage of them as your schedule permits. As we explore a number of different topics, this is a great chance to explore a specific issue with those in our community who are dealing with the same kind of questions that you are. Be on the lookout for who can mentor you. We are a community full of gifted people. I personally have never been part of a church with such a diverse set of age groups. I think it's a beautiful thing. We truly have people from all walks of life here. Get vulnerable and ask someone to mentor you. And finally, come talk to us. If you have stuff you're dealing with, questions that are challenging you, things you need to explore, let us know. We will work hard to equip you in your faith. I'm convinced that when we truly engage with the Word of God, if we fight hard to be competent in the Scriptures, to be fervent in the Spirit, and to take seriously the community of faith, we will find ourselves enlivened and emboldened. And as we share the message we've discovered, we will find it just as relevant for those around us today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for that wonderful gift that you've given us, the Word of God, which is meant to teach us about what you're doing, to share that wonderful story that you've been doing to come close to us, to build a relationship with us. Thank you for giving us this gift which your Holy Spirit is using to enliven our spirits. And please help us as we consider what you're calling us to do today. In Jesus' name, amen.